When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. And the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. So you got it from Marco. Mets have now taken a lead. This wild back and forth game here in L.A. Game one of this three-game set. Mets and Dodgers. Mets looking to make it four straight to start this West Coast trip. This 10-game West Coast trip. Bickford balked in a run with the bases loaded. Then Lindor grounded out to drive in the seventh run for the Mets. Their offense starting to look a little lively what a difference production from the DH can make. Mets actually get a home run from Vogelback. He's driven in three runs. You get Beatty at third base as well with a base hit and an RBI. The Mets have four ribbies from third base and DH. When was the last time that, that happened? And now another base hit for Mr. Clutch, Pete Alonzo. As Alonzo drives in Starling Marte and Alonzo has given the Mets an 8-6 lead in the top of the seventh inning. I mean, that is crazy. This is just a wild game for the Mets. Alonzo continues to just be clutch. I mean, this dude, and he's not just a power hitter. He could base hit guys well. He's, I mean, look, it's two weeks into the season, but he's off to an MVP-type start. 877-337-6666. Ken is calling from Queens. What's up, Ken? Yes, Sal. Yeah, this is an 8-6 game. You know why this is an 8-6 game, Sal? No negative tonight. David Peterson could never get it done, okay? I am so sick of this kid. You know, you give him a 5-3 lead, he gets two outs. The minute Betts hits that single, I know Freeman's going to tie up the game, and then he gives up another homer. I mean, do you trust David Peterson in a big game, Sal? Um, well, define big game. Are we talking, you know, game four of the, uh, um, no, I don't not yet. I like David Peterson. He's got a lot to show me. I'm disappointed in his start to the season. I'm disappointed tonight because the Mets finally get six, seven, eight runs. That should be enough even to beat the Dodgers. And now they got to struggle. Well, don't, don't get disappointed. You should be happy that the offense is doing what they need to do. I mean, that's a David Peterson didn't get it done. He didn't yeah, get now today, but the pitching, it's either one thing or another, and, and it's just, it's never ending with this team. I don't like Billy Ebla. 
Name me one good thing this hey. guy has done for this team. Oh, build a 101-team uh, win, uh, a 101-win team a year ago for starters, and thanks for the call, Ken. Look, I'm all for complaining about a team when things are wrong. I'm all for criticizing players or general managers or whoever it may be if they don't do their job well. Billy Epler has done his job extremely well. The Mets are a good team. Right now, if they play like a World Series winning team through the first 16 games, no, but you can't be negative tonight. Yeah, all right, you want to pick on David Peterson? Fine, but that's not the story. The story is that the Mets have put up an eight spot. You're right, Peterson didn't have it. Now, he did give up two homers to Freddie Freeman. I mean, name a Met pitcher that has gotten Freddie Freeman out. Nobody, uh, Freddie Freeman owns the Mets, and he does pretty well against the rest of the league as well. Good news is you don't have to see him more than, uh, you know, the six times or whatever it is the Mets are playing the Dodgers. As opposed to when he was in the division with Atlanta. Freddie Freeman is the problem. But David Peterson's disappointing, no doubt no doubt about it. He's not the story. The story is the Mets' offense. Daniel Vogelback, Pete Alonzo, and so on. It's been a good night for the Mets' bats, which has been the weak spot for them all year. That's the you, you you can't come on and be negative about the Mets when they have an eight six lead. Now if they blow this game, then and fire away. Jimmy is in Jersey City. What's up, Jimmy? My man Salvatore Licata. How are you? Good, Jimmy. How are you? How was uh, Sesame Street? Uh, it was good. Actually, I'll get into that a little bit later on. But we we ended up pushing it off till Sunday. We had no weather issues whatsoever. It was a nice day. All right, very good. Now I'm with you one hundred percent, Sal. You know me, John. Gene Carlos saying, get off my team, please. You know, you got young guys on this team, Sal, who are watching you, looking up to you and Judge. And here you are, standing at home plate. You think you hit a home run. I don't care if you thought it was going over the stadium. You got to run. You have to. If you run, take off, once you hit the ball, you wouldn't have any issues. Now you cause yourself an issue because you're a lackadaisical bum that you do this all the time. You you just stare at the ball. And it's, it's just annoying, Sal. Every year, like you said, Hurt, 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 hurt. Now you just, I just, I just can't stand this guy. Every Don't like year, him at all. Yeah, Every year, and it's always been that's always been the case, Jimmy. I know he was healthy his first year, but even with him being healthy, and even with him having a big postseason um, in 2020, and remember that was the year Luke Voigt was an MVP in the regular season, and he did nothing in the playoffs, and the Yankees lost uh, that series in five games in 2020. Stanton was good. In the postseason, then I mean he's been, uh, you know, good. Uh, you know, he, he's been good in single games. Outside of that, the Boston Wild Card game, you know, Stan has proven himself in the postseason to a certain extent. But it doesn't matter because his skill set is not something that is needed with the Yankees. They need a more well-rounded ball player that could do a little bit of everything as opposed to a guy that Stanton always is hurt and doesn't have a position, clogs up the DH spot and takes up a roster spot with the money that he makes where they could do, uh, if we'll find somebody better, a better ball player in that spot. Exactly. You know what, something, something I was going to tell you, uh, you know, you want Cabrera, you know, got him playing left field. So now when, when Stan gets better, you got Bader coming back. Like, it's going to be such a log jam, like who to play, who, and what. Like now, now you know, we're doing these antics. Like one of Cashman, Boone, even your, your friend Judge, who's the captain now, is going to say something to you, which I doubt anybody will say, listen, you got to run that out. You got you can't be doing that, dude. we got young kids on the team, and you, and you just make yourself look bad. You make 
the team looked bad. There's like no one's going to approach him and say nothing. You're not going to hear Boone come out and say, well, if he was running from the get-go, that wouldn't have happened. But he's not going to say that. He's not going to throw him under the bus because they kiss butt on this team too much. Hey, Sal, before I go, I, I know you like him, but how does Jalen Hurts get a contract like that? That is beyond, like, come on, man. Guys well, just had a one good year against a bum, a bum uh, schedule they had. I mean, yeah, they got. No, nah, it's football, been more than one good year. Hurts has shown a lot of Sal, signs. Go look at his career, Sal. Even to his career, and I, I know it's all fair. Tua's career is way better than his. What's Tua going to get when he comes out? Uh, well, Tua has not, not had a better career than Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jimmy, go, look at, go look at both of them. I would send you the thing, but I don't have your number, but. Don't look at Google it. So way ahead of them. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I mean, I, I can look it up, Jimmy, but I don't need to. I, I watch them both play. I'm not trying to say that Jalen Hurts is significantly better than Tua, but he's proven more than Tua. Here's what I'll say about the contracts. It's I don't even pay attention to it. It's ridiculous money for, for all involved, and that's what it costs, and thanks for the call. That's what it costs. What, do you get $255 million or something like that? I think I saw. I don't even pay attention to it because it's irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. First of all, it's not a New York player. Second, what do you think franchise quarterbacks get? Five-year, $255 million contract. He's the highest-paid player in NFL history. Do you think he's the best player in NFL history? No. $179 million in guarantees and a no-trade clause. So, I mean, that's he's their starting quarterback. What do you think these guys get? Well, you can't compare him to Tua. Jalen Hurts is much more proven than Tua at this point in his NFL career. He's accomplished a lot more team-wise and individually. But I, whatever you want to compare him to Tua, I know you like Tua. He's a um, you know a Dolphin, Jimmy, and Jimmy's a Dolphin fan. I'm not trying to knock Tua, but you can't compare him to Jalen Hurts. But don't worry, I wouldn't get caught up in the contract situation. So the Mets right now have a big spot, of course, coming up for who else? Brett Beatty, where, again, Dave Roberts is going to go to the lefty to try and get Beatty out. There are two outs, bases loaded, and Bickford, who just didn't have it for the Dodgers, is going to be out of the game. Beatty will face a lefty for the second time tonight, where... You know, now he's going to be in a, a pressurized spot again, bases loaded, looking to really break this game open for the Mets as they put up a three spot in the top of the seventh inning. And this is a nice first game for uh, Brett Beatty because you're getting a little bit of everything. He gets the start. He gets his feet wet yet again. We know he was up here last year and was dealing with the injury, but Beatty comes up at a game against the Dodgers, so it's a... It's not like it's a nondescript game. This is, you know, Mets-Dodgers. It's a pretty big matchup, especially for non-division teams. And it's a pretty big matchup, Mets and Dodgers, two of the best teams in baseball. On the road in L.A., Beatty already has contributed in the ball game with a base hit and an RBI. And he faced the lefty before and failed. And now... He will face a lefty with two outs and the bases loaded. A little bit of pressure for young Brett Beatty here early on. And we'll see if Beatty can come through in this big spot. You have to love, though, that you know they don't treat him. Dave Roberts knows that Beatty could be a dangerous hitter. They're not treating him like some minor leaguer who's overmatched potentially. And, oh, yeah, let's see what he could do. 
be you know before I start making moves and going to lefties or whatever, let's see what he could do. No, they know that Beatty could be an impactful bat, and it is you know a nice luxury for the Mets to be able to go to the minors and bring up a player of the caliber of Brett Beatty. Look, it's different with Mauricio. It's different with Vientos. We don't know about Mauricio because we haven't seen him up here yet. But you just, he's raking in AAA. We need to see him prove it at the big league level. With Beatty, we saw glimpses of it last year. And even again tonight, you, you just watch him. He is a major league hitter. I mean, Brett Beatty looks like he belongs from his first swing in the big leagues. And now he'll face a lefty here. And we'll keep it here before we break, and we'll get back to your calls, 877-337-6666. How do you say this guy's name? Justin Bruel. Justin Bruel, I guess, for the Dodgers. Lefty is on, eh, you know, 0-2 count as he gets ahead of Beatty here. A big sweeping breaking pitch that got Beatty to to wave at it. Beatty, as we mentioned, um, has a ribby single. He also struck out against the lefty the last time out. A big test, and two, trying to earn some trust from Buck. He does put the ball in play here, but it's not going to get the job done as the Dodgers are able to get out of the inning and leave the bases loaded. So Beatty, good early test for him. Didn't get the job done against lefties, but I like that Buck left him in there to face the lefties. And, you know, it's a a learning experience. He's going to learn a little bit too while he's here. Even though he's got a major league ready bat, you know, there's going to be some learning curves you have to navigate through. With Brett Beatty. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Take a quick break. Come back on the other side. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this now. Tuesday morning. Mets in action against the Dodgers. Yankees will be back in action tonight as the Angels come to town. But that game will be third on the list because the Knicks and the Rangers are in playoff action tonight. With the Knicks taking on the Cavs in game two of their series in Cleveland. And the Rangers starting their series game one against the Devils. You know, last night, of course, the Nets lost game two of their series to the Sixers. And the Islanders lost game one to the Canes. We could talk about that as well. 877-337-6666. Whatever's on your mind on this Tuesday morning, Salicata on the fan. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Strong inning for Brooks Raley as this one's now headed to the bottom of the, or excuse me, the top of the eighth inning. 
Mets have an 8-6 lead, 877-337-6666. I said before, we'll get back to your calls here in a second, whatever it is you want to discuss, John Carl Stanton and the Yankees. Yanks will be back in action tonight after an off day after Garrett Cole was just absolutely dominant again. And I was saying this last week, and I feel good about it. Uh, you know, I felt good about it before, and I feel even better about it afterward. Cole's the best pitcher in baseball right now. It may not stay this way the whole year. Garrett Cole's the best pitcher in baseball. He's certainly the best pitcher in New York, but he's the best pitcher. I mean, the guy goes out there every fifth day. He dominates. He threw a complete game two-hit shutout. For those of you listening that are under 30, a complete game is when the starting pitcher, the guy who starts the game, actually finishes the game. It used to happen a lot often, a lot more often. Look it up. But, I mean, think about that. Complete game, two-hit shutout. He is just as dominant as can be. Anyway, Yanks will be back in action tonight at home against the Angels. That'll be must-watch with Otani and the Bronx. But you have the Knicks and Cavs game two and the Rangers-Devils game one. So New York sports overload about to happen over these next couple weeks. I went over the schedule, and this will get to my dilemma in a minute. I was going over the schedule this afternoon and writing down everything in my uh, my planner and trying to, you know, Islanders and Nets and Rangers and Knicks and going over all the schedules. Uh, you know, for the next couple of weeks, whenever these games are here. And then I realized that April 29th, which is, where the hell is where my thing's all the way over there. The Friday, no, excuse me, the Saturday night, next Saturday, not this coming Saturday, the following. Oh, wait, that can't be right. Isn't that a Sunday? Uh, was I going to go to that game on a Saturday? Okay. Yes, 29th, the Saturday. So not this Saturday, the following Saturday. I had put in through work, I get access to some Mets tickets, so I put in for tickets for the Mets and Braves game, thinking, okay, Mets-Braves, I want to go to that game. Saturday, I think it's a 4 o'clock start. Uh, I'd love to go to that game. Then, of course, I realized that that is, you know, after as the Rangers schedule gets released, that is game six at the world's most famous, if necessary, Rangers and Devils. That's a dilemma. Now I may have tickets for both. I went nuts getting tickets today. It's one of those things. Well, I already put in ticket for tickets, though, Fleeks. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem, is that once you put in, it's like, okay. And then, of course, I was thinking about, you know what, maybe I should cancel the request. Guess when I got the email? Yesterday. You know, technically, whatever, Monday. I got the, as I was thinking about, uh-oh, I just got Rangers tickets for game six. I forgot about the April 29th thing. Hey, good news. Your ticket request has been approved for the 29th game. So I got to figure that out. But anyway, I went, You these tickets are, and they're, they're expensive. But I went nuts a little bit today with the Rangers and the Knicks. Rangers, uh, Saturday game, uh, they, game six, I told you, Saturday, April 29th. So I got two for that, hoping I could take my nephew if he's around. Knicks, I am going to take my wife to this Sunday's game at 1 p.m. Knicks and Cavs game four, Sunday, 1 p.m., I am going to go by myself to game six, if necessary, Knicks first round on the Friday night. And then I got tickets for the Eastern Conference semis in the event the Knicks do win this series and make it to the semis. And if they play a home game three, which would be, you know, most likely if they play the Bucks, obviously it would be uh, game six. If they play the Heat, it would be a game five. So either way, I was okay with that purchase. Um, but I just want, I mean, I was looking on Ticketmaster, searching and thinking of the best options. They're pricey, but they're available. And man, this doesn't happen too often. One or the other, maybe, and really more so the Rangers have been the more constant, but the Knicks and Rangers being in the playoffs the same time together, it just doesn't happen. 
So I, you know what? I'm excited about it. Looking forward to it. And I think it has to take priority even over a Mets Braves game. 877-337-6666. Jim is in Haverstraw. What's up, Jim? Salami. What's good, my guy? How you doing? Good, Jim. Good to hear from you again. What's on your mind? Hey, um, that thing that you were talking about, that complete game, that, that's got to be new. You think uh, Major League Baseball is going to keep track of that stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. They probably should. It's so rare, right? I mean, I, I don't know if we've <laughs> – can't remember the last time I've seen one of those. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, that. Uh, so, listen, you, you were talking about uh, Vogel back, uh, you know, he, he's producing uh, right now. and it's, I'm a Yankee fan, but I, I think it's so interesting. I, you know, I've had this uh, – not argument, but just talk with my Mets fans, buddies. And I, I tell them, and again, I don't know the ins and outs like I do with the Yankees, but I'm like, they just need, if, if you could pencil in production from the DH spot in the Mets lineup, right? And again, I don't know all the, you know, the, the, the specific details with the lineup. I just see it from general, but the team, I mean, look at the team when he produces. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're protecting your, your batters, you know, or, or you're the batters are protecting him, whatever it is. But I think that that lineup will be pretty deadly if you could, you know, you know, scratch in or, or uh, sign in some some production from that. DH. From anything, right? So they got some production from the DH spot tonight, and they got some production from the third base spot. That's normally something they don't get production in both those two spots. So you combine that with the others, the regulars who do produce. Now you have something. You're right. They need some type of production. It doesn't have to be all-star level production. Just something. Because they've gotten nothing from catcher, from third base, from DH, and, and from left field. They've gotten very few uh, you know, big game productions. But but that that's exactly what I'm saying. It's just, it just I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, two for three, a double home run, whatever. Just just something. And, you know, you, you're just protect, protecting. And, and I, listen, Pete Alonso is not just a power hitter. This guy, and again, I'm a Yankees fan, this guy is a hitter. I mean, he is just, he's good, man. Uh, Captain Clutch, whatever you want to call him, he's, uh, he, he's good. He's, he's pretty uh, impressive to watch. Um, just want to throw this out there, too. You know, the guy who calls up about Hurst and, and how he gets the money, and, and you know, I'm sorry, Sal, that I just kind of did a, a 180 on you right there. But, um, like, what, what don't you understand? I mean, it's, these guys, it's like, you know, it's, it's the right time. I mean, you know, the Giants, Look at the money DJ got, right? And I, he didn't go to a Super Bowl. He didn't, you know, he's not this, that, whatever. But I mean, why is he so confused that this type of money is going out there? You know, I, I hear on the radio, it's like the the biggest uh, contract ever signed. Well, guess what? In two weeks, there's going to be another big right. contract ever signed, right. and and Burrow is due for a lot of money, my guy. Yeah, he's going to get paid a lot more. And thank you for the call, Jim. As always, he's going to get paid. More than hurts. I mean, I think that would be like you said. This is now setting the bar for the next guy who's going to go over that. Oh, the highest player, uh, pay, highest paid player in NFL history. It happens. That's why I don't want to. I, I don't care about the contract. The only reason why it would matter is because of what it means to the salary cap and how it prevents you from going out there and making other moves. But when you're talking about an NFL quarterback, yeah, I mean, Jalen hurts the guy. You're going to pay him whatever it is that you could pay him to keep him. That's it. Plus, none of us are salary cap gurus. So you don't know. You could sit there and say certain things you think or read certain things and how it impacts the cap. Come on now. I mean, I do this for a living, and I have no idea how the salary cap situation works, the structure of it, especially with the NFL, where these contracts are not guaranteed. 
And even the guaranteed money. Okay, so what does it mean? Oh, it's this type of hit this year, that type of hit that year. I mean, come on. Who cares? You know, by the way, we were talking about how the Knicks and Rangers, and it's so rare that they're both in the postseason at the same time. It's exactly 10 years. I didn't realize this. I know we were making a big fuss about all five being in. Knicks, Nets, Rangers, Islanders, Devils. All five teams being in for the first time since 94. But this is the first time the Knicks and Rangers, if I'm not mistaken, are in the postseason together in 10 years since the 2012-2013 season. Which happened to be the last time the Knicks won a first-round series. And the only time they've won a first-round series since 2000, since the 99-2000 season. Isn't that crazy? So, I mean, the last time the Knicks and Rangers were in the playoffs the same year was 2012-2013, 10 years ago. And that's why, and my wife's going to, you know, have to suck it up and enjoy it. That's why I'm trying to go to these games. If you can, like I said, it's ridiculously expensive. I know it's not worth whatever it is that I'm paying for it, but I feel like it is part of my job to make sure I'm there. And I do love going, especially to the Ranger games. We'll see. The Knicks is the hottest ticket right now. I'm going to try to do, if the Islanders don't make the second round, I am probably just going to wait till the third round for the Rangers, third and fourth round. I'm going to do the one against the Devils, game six if necessary. And if they make it to the third round, I'll try to do at least one there. And if I could ever figure out a way to get a cup ticket, cup final ticket, then I would make that work. But it's going to be ridiculously expensive. Anyway, I don't want to go to a a game again against the Canes. We saw that matchup last year. Uh, I hate the Hurricanes. No need to go to the second round. With the Knicks, I mean, you got to ride that out as long as you can, assuming that they can make the second round. Junior is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Junior? Hey, Sal, how's it going? Good, Junior. How are you? Good, good. Good to good to talk to you again. You too. Um so here here's my deal. What do you think about the Mets coming home with a seven game seven winning seven games on this ten uh this uh ten game road trip? Yeah, I think they have to. Uh, people were saying five and five going on this road trip. Uh, I don't know if you remember yeah. listening to me, Junior. I said seven and three. I mean they're playing the crappy A's. It should at yeah, worst. Seven it, three. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're going to sweep the A's, and why not go win the other series? I mean, they could do it. They have an 8-6 lead in the bottom of the eighth. Right now, if you tell me the Mets yeah. are coming home with less than seven wins, I'd be disappointed. Yeah, me too. I would be disappointed if they win less than seven. Well, because they're know? about to get their fourth right now. Yeah, and the Dodgers are not that good. You know, I mean... They're still a good team, but they're, you know, they're certainly, you know, the Mets can certainly beat them. Well, I think the Mets are better. I mean, and we're just yeah. watching it. We're just watching, you know, one game, obviously, tonight with the two teams. Dodgers are off to a slow start. Mets haven't been great either, but I do believe, look, you forget. Mets have the better manager in Buck Walter. You forget yeah. how good the Mets are. I know we haven't seen them play great baseball yet this year. And I feel like this might mm-hmm. be their best game so far. It's happening against the Dodgers in L.A. They were down. The Dodgers, yeah, right. well, because they were down multiple times, and they're finding their way back into the game. They're doing it with the offense. You know, Scherzer's going to pitch on Wednesday. Who knows what's up with Verlander if we're ever going to see him uh, at some point. But 
Um, right. You know, you just feel it. Beatty's now up here. You feel like the Mets are starting to go in the right direction here after maybe a little bit of a slow start. To the, really, they, they got swept by Milwaukee, and that's the only blemish. And it was just startling because of the way that they got beat up, 19 nothing in those first two games. But I, right. And because we didn't see it at all last year. But the Mets are good. People got to understand the Mets are good. The Mets are good. And my that brings me to my other point. So, as you mentioned before, what do you think of, hey, Beatty's up here now, just leave him at third base. Put Alvarez in the DH spot. I know Vogelback is is you know is doing good right now, but I think we should just leave Alvarez in the DH spot, you know, and and leave Beatty at third base and see what happens. I disagree. You disagree. I like Beatty at third base. I think you're right there, Junior, and thank you for the call. I think you're there with Beatty. He's got to be the everyday third baseman. Alvarez is not ready. And I want Alvarez to develop as a catcher. He's got to develop as a catcher. And the way you do that is not playing him at DH. Now, he may get a game or so at DH, but i got to be honest with you. Right now, I, I don't know why anybody would say Alvarez should be the DH. He has looked overmatched. Every opportunity he's gotten, he's looked overmatched. You can't tell me that the Mets could find somebody better to DH on any given night than Alvarez. I'm fine with him getting regular playing time as the catcher in the nine spot. Every other day, you know, a couple days in a row to give him some run and then give Tomas Nito some run. However they want to figure it out. But Alvarez has not earned more at-bats. And he's also not looked good at all. You can say, all right, you know what, he looks okay, but he's... You know, hitting into some hard luck, or he's just a bit off. He looks completely, and, and he had a horrible spring as well. He looks completely overmatched. So a guy that had a horrible spring offensively, and a guy that looks overmatched right now at the dish, you can't justify keeping him in the lineup. Brooks really finding himself in a little bit of trouble here. In the bottom of the eighth inning. As he just is going to be second and third now. Bottom of the eighth with one out. So he's in a bit of a jam. A ground rule double. Who was that? Uh, Outman? Uh, ground rule double for Outman. Off of Brooks Raley. Lefty on lefty. And this is Raley's second inning of work here. And... Yeah, he's whatever. I mean, uh, we'll keep up the date on this game as uh, stuff continues to happen here. But um, where was I? Oh, yeah, with Alvarez. Alvarez looked overmatched. Simple as that. So right now, I'd rather see Escobar. I don't think Escobar is done yet. Boy, that was weird the way that that ball landed right in the scoreboard in right field. Marte was waiting for it to you know ricochet off the wall, bounce off the wall. And it just kind of got stuck in there. So a big spot here now for the Mets. Some drama building in L.A. This would be a devastating loss. Max Muncy already has a homer in the game. He's up. And this is why uh, Brooks Raley's in there for a second inning. Because you have the you know the lefties up. Well, the Outman in the game and now Muncy coming up. And maybe this will be the last batter that he faces here. 
And right, Freeman started it. Another lefty started it with a blue pit. I mean, it doesn't matter, lefty, righty. The Mets can never get Freddie Freeman out. Uh, Muncie popped out, so now two outs. And you think that's it for Rayleigh Fleegs? Yeah, it is it, of course. So Buck leaves Rayleigh in there to face the lefties. He did his job for the most part. And here we go. Pressurized spot for Drew Smith. What do you think happens here? Let's take live. See, we're not going to second guess now. This is the advantage that we have. Who's coming up here, Fleegs? Who's Vargas? Miguel Vargas. Vargas is uh, one of the rookies for the Dodgers. Miguel Vargas. If it were somebody good, uh, I would predict a home run right here off the bat. Maybe he walks this guy and then Trace Thompson hits a home run. I'm going to predict that. I'm going to go live prediction on air. Drew Smith comes in. Vargas has, coming into today, 13 walks in in 14 games, 36 at-bats. All right, so that's not bad then. However many plate appearances, that's still a great ratio. Yeah, not a bad bad prediction without even knowing anything. I'm going to say Drew Smith walks Vargas and Trace Thompson hits a home run. Grand slam home run. You have a live prediction, please? You you don't have to go specific with the grand slam. Either way, you get the point. I mean, Drew Smith's not going to get the job done. What do you think? This has been a wild one. You know how these games could be, these West Coast affairs like that. I'll say Drew Smith gives up the tying runs, but not the go-ahead run. Okay. Would, I probably should sign for that right now. If I think he's giving up the Grand Slam, sign Well, for so it. here's the question. Would you go with runners on second and third? Would you have gone to Adovino here? We could um, first guess it. Would you have gone to Adovino? Hope he gets the last out of the eighth. Maybe you start him in the ninth, see what he can do. So what's the deal? When was Adovino, like, last, when did he last pitch? Did he pitch yesterday? Oh, no, No, he right? pitched Saturday. Right. The only guy who we would assume is definitely unavailable today is Robertson because he pitched Saturday and Sunday. Right, so Buck's waiting for Adovino for the ninth then. Right, and now with two outs in the eighth and runners on second and third, would you bring him in here? I would not because, I, now, I don't like Drew Smith, but if the Mets are going to have success, they need to get outs from him. Big outs because you just can't go to the whip too often with Adovino and Robertson. They've already done it, and it's 16 games in. So I can't go to Adovino here. And this is another thing. If you had Diaz, I mean, well, probably they go to Diaz here, um, and he could give you the, the old four-out save. But even if not, you go to Adovino here, and then they have Diaz, and then I think. So fascinating to um, think about the decision. Drew Smith has not been awful, but I still just don't trust him. And this is a huge spot for him. This is one of those where Buck, you know, he may, not that he's trying to lose the game, but you sacrifice where he's not going all in to Fleek's point, bringing in Adovino here to try to slam the door shut. He's going to learn about Drew Smith and can he trust him. Good heater right there to start things off. He's going to see if he can learn about Drew Smith. If it was one of the Dodgers' top hitters up, if this is the top of the order, let's say Mookie Betts is up eighth inning, same situation. You think Buck goes to Adovino? Because I think in that spot he does. Um, good question. I don't know. I do think you have to find out, though, what Drew Smith is made of. At some point, he's going to have to get a high leverage out in the seventh inning, in the eighth inning, and this is one of those spots. We'll see. He had it mapped out the way that he wanted with Rayleigh facing all the lefties. He avoided giving up the damage. Good pitch there by Drew Smith. He avoided giving up the damage. And now Drew Smith trying to bail him out with the inherited runners. We'll keep it here, and then we'll break after uh, you know Drew Smith walks this guy and gives it up eventually. I just like seeing, oh, look at Drew sticking it to me. That wasn't even a contest. 
Talk about overmatched. Drew Smith. Look at him. That's what Drew Smith is supposed to look like almost every time he goes out and takes the mound. Look at Drew Smith. That was an overpowering performance striking out. What's his name? Vargas. That was an overpowering performance from Drew Smith. Now, if he could be a trusted arm to go along with Rayleigh Adovino Robertson, I think that's what the Mets need. You, know, you could always maybe add to it at the trade deadline with one more. Think of how good that pen would have been with Edwin Diaz. Oh, what a shame. I'll never let it go. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Drafted in 1988 in the 62nd round, the 1390th pick overall. Today, he calls Cooperstown home. Mike Piazza, welcome to the Hall of Fame. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Kind of back on the fan, 877-337-6666. We'll get updated once this Met game goes final. Top nine right now. Mets looking to attack on some more. They have an 8-6 lead and what has been a fun back and forth um, kind of crazy game here. Uh, now I think about it, where are we at with time of game here? It has gone, it slowed down a bit. It went, it started at 10-10, right? still at 240, right? Because it started at 10-10. Yeah, but that's long. 240 is... That's a long one. But with 14 runs, couple pitching changes. Well, that's what I was saying before. I think we were, though, I forget what the exact time was. It was 6-5 going into the seventh inning, and the game wasn't even two hours old. So we have now dragged here. Remember, this kind of game in the past few years without the pitch clock is taking close to four hours, not right, right now south of three still. Right, exactly. Even the long games are still better than not. But these West Coast games... You know, keeps you up late. And they're going on longer. Anyway, we'll keep you up to date as to what goes on here. And, you know, they, they showed uh, Drew Smith trying to str- uh, stretch a little bit and stay loose in the dugout. I wonder if Buck's going to have him go back out there for a second inning of work. Uh, even if the Mets don't tack on. Maybe if they do add one here, then it's going to be Drew Smith. Maybe if they don't, it's going to be Adovino to close it out. I have not seen. Did they show Adovino warming up in the bullpen? Oh, he did. did. Okay, so that's exactly what's going on. Fleegs, how was the uh, Sandman concert? You went here. I know you were texting me a little bit. Now, when did you go? Because I have another guy. Funny. My producer at SNY, one of the producers over there for Baseball Night New York, Sean Gelman, he went to see Sandler, but it wasn't the same show that you saw. It was well, at so the Rock. So he had a Thursday night show at the Prudential Center. Okay. I went Friday in Philly with my sister for her birthday. Okay, so my buddy Sean went Thursday at The Rock because he told me, I was like, oh, who opened? And he didn't say Kevin James. Well, I know Judd Apatow was there on Thursday night, but we got, so one opener, Joe Vesey, who I hadn't heard of before, then Rob Schneider, Judd Apatow, Kevin James, all opening for Sandler. Wow. How long did Sandler go on for? A long time. Like, they each did five to ten minutes, Sandler got on at 8.15. The show started around like 7.45. He got on at 8.15, and he ended around 10. He did like yeah. an hour 45. Yeah, I don't remember how long he went. I really didn't care. I just wanted more of him, so I thought it was great. What did you think of the show overall? It was awesome. I mean, he gave you so much there. There was so much comedy songs. Again, he did almost two hours, which makes it more like a 
real concert than a stand-up show. Stand-ups don't do more than an hour, hour 15 if you're lucky, and he pushed two hours. You saw the Netflix special, right? We talked about yes. this. Yes. Right. So this is going to be another one, I would assume, right? Aren't they going to release this eventually? On I hope they Maybe. do. So they did it. put up the screen while, like, uh, before the show, it flashed between Adam Sandler Live and then the memo that, you know, the portions of this show will be recorded. Right. So hopefully. Yeah, I'm hoping. And last time, the way that they did it was they meshed or melded together a bunch of different shows from his tour. Um, but, I mean, man, I loved him. I wish I could have seen him again. So you enjoyed it, though? That was How was Kevin James? He was right. Yeah, he, they were all very, very funny, and it was awesome to see mostly new stuff. And, you know, he references uh, when he does gets ready for the final song a lot of the old songs that, you know, uh, we'd love to hear, but we don't have time because it's so much new stuff, like the Thanksgiving song, the yeah. Hanukkah song, Lunch Lady Land, but then it's all setting up the Farley tribute and then just... Like being there in person for that was oh, man. just touching, like it, right? It, yeah, it's weird just because the the whole vibe in the arena changes because everybody was laughing, having fun, and you know it's coming. And there are funny moments in it, but it's still just weird because he's, it's just. But it was still, it, it was great to be there and witness him performing that. And he is such a great live performer. Just he's the he's, best. He's awesome. I, I you know you and I talk about it, we're huge fans of him. I was so excited to see him live, and it. It exceeded my high expectations. I'm glad he got a chance to go. I want to. I want to watch it again. That's how much I loved it. That had he been performing again at UBS, I would look to go. But had he, I, I need to watch that exact show again on Netflix. And I hope they keep Schneider too. I thought Rob Schneider was hilarious. Did oh, you he, enjoy? They, it? Listen, they were all very funny when they opened. All very different. But yeah, no, they all. I mean, it's not surprising. You ask those guys who are all extremely established in this business. Hey, just give us your best five to ten. Yeah, right. And they're gonna crush it. Yeah, I'm not a big Judd Judd uh, Apatow fan. Even his movies, man. I, I know he's whatever funny, and some of it's all right. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. He doesn't really do it for me. He was good stand up though. Oh yeah. Well, that's how he started. You know, um, he and Adam used to be roommates. Yeah. Like when they in the Funny People in the beginning of the movie, like you, sh- they see the clips of Sandler doing like the prank phone calls. All right. And that was from legitimate footage from when they were living together. I don't know if it was while they were at NYU or shortly after they graduated, but you know, they've known each other for, I guess that's 30-plus years now. His wife was in Big Daddy. I mean, it's... Yeah. No, I know. I mean, I know the history of it. I, I hated Funny People. Did you like that movie? I loved the first, like, hour, hour and a half of Funny People. Then it gets a little too serious. But the funny portion of that movie for the first... I think if you go back and watch it, the first half is a lot funnier than you remember. Yeah, maybe I should go back and watch it because I remember seeing it in the theater with my mother. You know, uh, I wanted to go see that movie, and I was so excited because remember, think uh, Sandler's a superstar at that time. Seth Rogen is this like growing superstar at the time, and then I watched the movie. I remember thinking it was funny. Then it took a dive. Actually, a friend and I we named a project that we had to do in a video class in college. Funny people pre Eric Bana. It was a project about stand up comedians. And the teacher did not understand the joke, so she did, took away points for the title. But I rewatched the movie again, like during COVID, and the first half is so much funnier than you remember. Interesting. Yeah, maybe we'll give it another chance. I just remember being so excited, going to take my mom to go see it because we love Sandman and anything he touches is great. And uh, it did not work out there. Um, all right, we'll get back to your calls on the other side. 877 337 6666. As we welcome in Marco Belletti here, we can maybe give a live uh, update when this game goes final. What do you think? You're going to be able to get this in in the next two minutes or so? Well, that's up to Adovino, isn't it? Yeah, Adovino is on one out here, bottom nine. Mets have a two run lead. 
Um, while we wait this, Marco, mm-hmm. were you here? Yeah, we did talk about it. The Sesame Place thing, right? I told you about Sesame Place. You pushed Place. it to Sunday, right? Yeah, it turned out to be the right move. Not only because Saturday was just a nice day to chill and do nothing. And I ran a couple errands, but then I was home watching the games all day long. It was great. Yankee game, uh, had a little bit of the net game on. Mm-hmm. Mets right into the Knicks. Right. Perfect. It was like a dream day. Even my <laughs> wife let me know. like She let me left me alone. We might have even watched some DVR later, uh, and then I'd actually forget because I was so pumped up about the Knicks. So the only issue that I had with Sesame Place, and you said you've never been, right? No, I have not. Okay, so two hours. We left Sunday morning at 7.45-ish. Two hours and, let's say, eight minutes to get there. Under 2.10. No traffic. No. Okay. Like, couldn't have had, and that was like 140 miles maybe, something like that. That's what we're looking at. Under 210. Okay. Had the day at the park. Oh, my God. My daughter loved it. I mean, we were going for I was going to say, birthday. was she into it? Was she scared? Was she into no, it? No, so she was into it. Okay. Thankfully. Now, right. we didn't know how these characters. because no, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sometimes Could they scare get scared. the hell out of them. Yeah. You know, she was, like, freaking out and loving it and pictures and all that stuff. It was perfect. Elmo, Big Bird, you name it. Took all pictures with them. Did some of the rides. Some of the rides she was not great with, but, mm. like, she went on a few. Which crowded? Was nice. No, not overly crowded. Like, we went last summer. It was crowded. So, not overly crowded. Day was great. Kids, you know, family met, went on a bunch of rides, all that stuff. Everything worked out perfectly. And then we left. (laughs) Okay. The ride home was Hmm. a bleeping disaster to a point where I swear, and I've said this out loud uh, in the car many times, I'll say it on the radio. I never want to take the George Washington Bridge ever again in my life. Like, I never <laughs> want to see that bridge or the cross, uh, the, um, what the hell is that? The ro- worst road in America. The cross oh, Bronx Expressway. Yeah. Okay. Never again want to see that in my life. Dude, I, do you know I listened to the entire Mets game on the radio on the way home, which started at four o'clock? I think we left there, at, let's say, four. 30 ish. I was in my car, four fifteen. By the time everything gets packed up and you're ready to go, I, the whole thing. We did not get home until like 7.45. Oh. Now, is it just traffic all the way through? Is that? I guess. I don't even know. The, the, the bridge. Oh, it wasn't that bad getting out of Sesame Place. It wasn't that bad getting up um, the turnpike. But once we got to the bridge, it was like a standstill. Oh, that's brutal. And the, was the that worst... a Yankee Stadium traffic? I don't no, even know. No, the game was over. Hmm. Game was long over by then. By the time we got around there, it was probably like, you know, Five thirty-six. Now, where be. is where is Sesame Place? Is it uh, Jersey, Langhorne, Pennsylvania. It's like right it's on the border. Yeah, but right on the border of Jersey and, and Pennsylvania. Okay, dude. But two hours to get there and over three to get back. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, that starts. That's makes you start to wonder if you really want to do this or not. And we filled perfect timing as Marco. Adam Adovino able to close it out. Brandon Nimmo helping him out. Did you see that catch? The second out of the inning. No, back to the wall. Line drive into the gap. Nemo makes the catch about a step in front of the left center field wall. That's the what second out. That? that was. Um, Did you see that celebration there? Is that a normal thing? They're bumping. Uh, uh, that's not normal in anywhere. I don't know if that's a Met normal thing, but that's not normal. That shouldn't happen. No, that was a little weird. That I- was a little risque and a little uh, unnecessary, is what that was. You uh, a bumping, uh, bumping uglies, uh, right? bumping is cups that, is yeah, what that well, was, <laughs> which is really. Do you see that, Fleeks? A little unnecessary, I got to tell you. 
I you didn't think know. somebody like made a mistake there, or <laughs> I haven't. I, haven't I think there was a lot that. of mistakes with all four guys on the infield. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, we'll get. The I mean, it's Southern California, so you know. <laughs> I guess. Hey, look, great start to the road trip. Four straight now for the Mets. They are eleven and six on the year. All of a sudden, that six and six start. Everybody's starting to panic a little bit. They settle things down. They have won five straight ball games. And off to that 11-6 record. All right, we'll get the official update from Marco here. We'll get back to your calls on the other side, whatever it is. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.